Mama. This is Carianna and Kayla, two best friend moms and your co-hosts of Sleep Talking Moms. We know that tackling sleep issues can feel overwhelming and confusing. So we are here to provide you with practical sleep advice. We want you to walk away from each episode with information you can actually use. Let's dive in and talk sleep. Welcome back to the Sleep Talking Moms podcast. I'm Carrianna. And I'm Kayla. And today we are going to talk about sleepwear with you guys and kind of break down some of the different categories like swaddles, swaddle transition products, sleep sacks, and even options for kind of the older toddler preschooler age. And we're excited to kind of share my recommendations and our experiences and what we've used as well. All right. First, we're going to talk about swaddles. Um, When do we use them? Why? And then kind of what swaddles we used, didn't like, didn't like all of that. Yeah. Okay. So swaddling, I think is super, super important for the newborn stage for those first couple months. So I highly recommend finding a swaddle that works for you. Um, We do want to stop swaddling at the first signs of rolling or eight weeks, whichever one comes first. So that's important to know um, just because we don't want your, your baby's arms swaddled down and for them to accidentally roll over the first time in the middle of the night and not be able to lift themselves up. So that's a good thing to keep in mind when we're talking about swaddling. Um, but I highly recommend it because it is so good at um, muffling their startle reflex or their moro reflex. So that's going to be strongest for newborns. And then it kind of integrates usually by five months, um, three to five months, somewhere in there, that reflex has integrated. And so it's not as prevalent. It's not going to wake them up. Um, But in the newborn stage, it can really wreak havoc on their sleep if their arms are free and loosey-goosey. So Kayla, what, uh, what swaddles did you guys use when you swaddled? I started off with Ellis. We didn't use like any swaddles ever. I really just used like a blanket, a swaddle blanket or whatever. Um, and I, then once we had Imre, we started using a swaddle and I was like, why did I use a blanket? (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's so hard to get those blankets nice and tight. Um, it's never quite like the nurses do when you have a newborn, um, right? Because they're excellent at it. But uh, we used pretty much the swaddle me kind of exclusively. Um, mm-hmm. Really like summer it because, infant swaddle me. Love that. Yes, they're so good. They're so inexpensive, and they just get the job done. So uh, that was the one that we kind of used. Yeah. Once we figured out which ones we liked and didn't like, we were like, oh, the most inexpensive one is the one that we really like. Cool. Let's do this. Yes. And that's one of the main reasons why I love the summer infant swaddle me the most because they're just inexpensive. You can find them at Target. You can buy them on Amazon. You can find them at Walmart and you're going to need several swaddles. You're going to need more than just one swaddle, you know, because they're going to get spit up on. They're going to get gross. They're going to have blowouts happen in them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, yeah, I really like, like those. And I'm glad you mentioned that you use the blanket because I get that question a lot. Like, well, is it okay if I just swaddle with a blanket? And if it works, that is totally fine. Um, but we do tend to find that after like that 
first week of life or after those first couple days that newborns are just really able to break out so much easier than a, a swaddle product. Um, so if it's working and you're using a blanket, that's no problem. But if you find they're often breaking out and waking themselves up, then that might be when you want to check out a different swaddle product. Kayla, I know, did you also for a time use a halo swaddle? Yes, we did. I remember that I gave you one. Um, I, the one that I used, and I think that one is like a fleecy one. We used a lot of heavier ones because we had both of my children, um, Mm -hmm. in the fall. And so Mm -hmm. they were newborns, um, in the winter. Um, so I do remember we did use the halo and I think that I like that. Was that zipper? I don't remember what everyone has on it. The Um, halo zipped up the front, but then it had the Velcro that would go around the arms. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I remember really liking that, um, that aspect of it, but yeah, we used that one too. Um, and that one was like thrifted or maybe like marketplace or something. Um, and I really related because it was a warm one, um, which is something to think about depending on when you are having your child. Um, it's like the thickness, all of that, of mm-hmm. the swaddles. Yeah. And each of these, for the most part, um, each of these that we are mentioning should have their own TOG rating for how thin or thick they are. So obviously if you have a summer baby, you're going to want a thinner swaddle. If you have a winter baby, you may want a thicker one. That's a little warmer. Um, And depending on, you know, the temperature level in your house and how much that varies. Um, Another really good swaddle option is the love to dream one. And this one is a little different from your typical swaddle because it allows the arms to be kind of up more by, by the head. Um, So if you have a child and you're just convinced that your newborn hates having their arms down and swaddled, then the love to dream can be helpful um, too, because it doesn't keep their arms down at their chest or lower. It actually has them up higher. So that's a good option too. The love to dream is pricier. The halo is a little pricier, um, which again is why we love those swaddle me's from summer yeah. event because they're just cheap and easy to use. Okay. Well, let's kind of go from there and talk about swaddle transition products. And um, this is kind of going to be an in-between item when you're done swaddling. Um, but maybe your, your child still has a bit of a moral reflex and they're still adjusting to having their arms looser. These swaddle transition products can be helpful, but I also want you to know you can skip this part. You don't have to buy a swaddle transition product if you don't want to, if you don't have the budget for it, if you don't need to, these are not a necessity. Um, But as long as we're, we just mentioned that halo swaddle, which is a great option that can also double as a swaddle transition product because it zips up and your baby's in there. The arms are free until you wrap the swaddle Velcro part around their arms. And so you can actually wrap it around just their torso, their chest and leave their arms free. And so they still have some of that snug feeling around their chest, but they have their arms a hundred percent free, which is, you know, what we want when we're done swaddling. Um, So that one can be a good transition product. The 
there's two others that I like. Um, one is the Magic Merlin sleep suit. And if you've seen this one before, it kind of looks like a marshmallow suit. It's really thick and fluffy and funny looking. <laughs> um, and I like this one, although I only like it for a limited amount of time. I really don't like to see babies in Merlin suits long term. I mean, they make sizes past like nine months, I believe. I do not like to see babies in those suits past five months. Five months is like the limit. Um, because while it's great at muffling the startle reflex, um, it does kind of inhibit their movement. So it keeps them on their back for sleep. And once you get to four to five months, your baby's starting to roll around to move more. And we want them to be able to move around and to roll over and to do all those good things. So I like the Merlin for a short-term basis. I don't recommend it for a long-term basis. And then the other swaddle transition product that I would recommend is the Zippity Zip. And I love them so much. Yes, Kayla. They're so cute. (laughs) They are. They're super cute. They have the cutest little patterns and... And the Zippity Zip is one, while it's great for the swaddle transition, you can use it long-term because your child is fully mobile in it. Um, I mean, they make sizes up to like 24 months. Is that right, Kayla? I think, yeah, I think that's right. So, I mean, you could use that long-term. There's no rush to get out of the Zippity Zip. So I, I really like that one. That's probably my number one swaddle transition product because it's really swaddle transition plus sleep sack rolled into one. Carrie Ann is laughing because my cat decided <laughs> to join us. <laughs> I was not prepared for that cute little face to pop on the screen. <laughs> um, but yeah, we used the Zippity Zip. I love the Zippity Zip. Um, it was really good for us because uh, Imri had a really big Mora reflex. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so the Zippity Zip gives them the ability to move around while also kind of containing them. Um, okay. And so it was just really nice. It was, and like I said before, he was born in the fall um, and he's like a wild man. And so <laughs> to this day, and we'll get to this, to this day, he doesn't use blankets. Um, we use something else, which we'll talk about later. Um, but it was nice to know that he had like an extra cover over him um, because covers did not stay on him mm-hmm. <laughs> once, once he was able to have covers in his crib. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and I mean, that's really, that is the great thing about all these sleepwear, all the sleepwear that we're talking about is it's hard for kids to keep blankets on them, even when they're older. And obviously, you know, especially if we're talking about a year or younger, we don't want any loose objects in the crib. Um, But even after that point, you know, shoot, Campbell was probably almost four before he could actually use a pillow correctly and keep a blanket on at night. Like it just takes them a while to get used to that and and start to have control over that. And so these items can be really helpful to give them that extra layer for sleep, but not have to be in there replacing a blanket for your child over and over again. Um, Okay. So let's talk about sleep sacks next. Um, Again, the zippity zip can be a great sleep sack option. It's not just for that swaddle transitional time. It can be a good long-term option. Um, 
Magic Merlin also makes a, I believe they call it a dream sack. So they make a sack and it's not like their suit where it's puffy and thick. It is just like a typical sleep sack. Um, So I like those ones. Honestly, though, any sleep sack will do like you go find a $12 sleep sack. That's a Carter's brand at Kohl's. I've gotten, I've actually bought sleep sacks from Kohl's as like demo ones for my hospital class for like six bucks because they're on their markdown. So you don't have to have like the fancy, awesome, amazing sleep sacks. Get, get what works. Some have sleeves, some are armless. Um, any, anything will do really. Yeah. And uh, sleep sacks, I know. We use them once again because Imri was a little wild man, um, <laughs> but also really, really good when they start pulling up in the crib mm. to kind of keep them from being able to do that. Um, super, super helpful. Yes. And I'm so or glad if their you legs said that. get stuck when their legs get mm-hmm. stuck too. Um, sleep sacks are just, they're just amazing. They are. They are. I, I love sleep sacks and I really think even um, past that stage where they're starting to stand up, you know, parents often worry, like, are they going to be able to maneuver in their sleep sack? And yes, they're going to figure it out. Like it's going to be a learning curve, you know, learning to crawl around or stand up or maybe walk around in their crib in a sleep sack. It's going to just take them an adjustment, but they'll still be able to, you know, be fully mobile. Um, But it does help too, if you are trying to keep your toddler in the crib longer, um, the sleep sack can deter them from being able to hike their leg up and try to climb out. So if I have a young child who the parents like, okay, I think they're trying to climb out. First thing we'll do is put them in a sleep sack and see if that is enough of a deterrent to keep them from, from climbing out. Um, so they can be great that way. And I also want to be a little transparent here because I love sleep sacks. I do rec- have, you know, some that I recommend personally with my boys. We never used any sleep sacks. So after the swaddle age, we didn't use anything. Um, and part of that was just, well, because me and my husband are cheap. And so we just never bought, you know, after <laughs> so we had a bunch of swaddles given to us when we had babies and then we just never went the next step up. Yeah. Um, but then I think the other thing that plays into it is the way that our house is, is my husband and I are, our bedrooms kind of in the basement. So we're always colder down here. And then my boys' rooms are on the second floor and theirs were always warmer. So we never worried that like, oh, they need an extra layer. Like that was just never, never something we worried about. Um, so personally, I don't use swat. I didn't use swaddles. Um, but I, I think that they have a lot of great benefits, I just want you to know you don't have to have a sleep sack for sleep to be good with your little one. Yeah, you can do it cheaply yes. <laughs> and, and everything will turn out fine. You don't win any awards for using sleep sacks. Exactly. So, but if your kids need them, like, you know, mine did, then mm-hmm. they're wonderful creations. Yes. Yes. There is nuance to, to this stuff, which is important. Okay, let's talk about kind of the last little category here, which is um, items for more of that toddler preschooler age. So we're probably specifically talking about 
once they're in a bed um, and or if you just have really tall little ones you know like yeah, that yeah. was never my problem <laughs> Kayla you know what that's like to have tall little ones totally <laughs> yeah I have a I have a four-year-old in size seven oh so my gosh. <laughs> yes Kayla, that's like. we haven't had our two oldest boys next to each other but I'm sure they're the same size your four-year-old um, and yeah. my seven-year-old I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure they are <laughs> <laughs> we're like just on opposite ends of the spectrum. My boys are always like in the fifth percentile for height and yours. Well, you, I don't know what percentile, but you guys are tall over there. They're always between like 95 and a hundred. <laughs> There's been points where one of them has been like over their growth chart. So, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, okay. So the, again, these can be this, these sleepwear options, kind of the older sleep sack options can be great because your child may be out of the crib, but still not really able to keep a blanket on. They may be tall and in a crib and not able to keep a blanket on. So, um, some that I I've used or had clients use and love, halo walker that is one where the feet are are actually out um, but it still has kind of a sleep sack feel to it even though the feet are free um, another one is the halo xl this one is actually still a sleep sack with the feet contained but if you have a larger child a taller child um, the the halo xl is pretty big um, you'll have to look at exact it'll you know if you look it up halo xl it'll give you some exact um, specifications for height but that's a good one. And then the third option, Kayla, do you want to talk about the third option? Yes, they are my absolute favorite. <laughs> it's the Flying Squirrel. Um, yes. It's from the same company that does the Zippity Zips. Um, and they look very similar, but they're just like cute. They literally look like little flying squirrel suits. Um, they're so cute. And Imri has had them in size small. He is in a size medium one now and he is growing out of it. So we're about to get a size large one. And I'm not kidding you when I tell you, it's just, he's so crazy and he doesn't keep a blanket on. So it gives me a little peace of mind to know that he's a little bit more, you know, secure um, and warm. But I literally was telling my husband, when he stops fitting into these, I am going to make them. Um, I'm going to make him one because he is just, it's so cute. They are so cute in them. They, and it, I don't know, maybe it's just that he's like my little baby or something, but uh, I'm just, it just like makes me feel like he's still little when he mm. wakes up from them. And so it's just really nice to get like little warm cuddles and his little flying squirrel suit. <laughs> That's so cute. I've, I've actually looked at those before and thought they should make an adult size because I would totally buy it for sitting Absolutely. on the couch at night. Like, yeah. Yeah. I would wear it. They, they are adorable. <laughs> Uh, so that kind of wraps up um, our topic on sleepwear and I am going to make sure in the show notes to leave some links so you guys don't have to go searching around for this Um, I might even try to just put together a quick little template with all of these in there so you can check them out so be sure to check the show notes for some links Um, but yeah anything else that you want to add Kayla no um, I think that pretty much hit it. The only other thing I know, um, weighted sleep sacks. Mm. Do you have feelings on that? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. So 
Um, technically speaking, you know, the AAP, the American Academy of Pediatrics does not recommend using weighted items, um, for little ones. So professionally speaking, you know, I don't recommend, um, anymore. I don't recommend like the nested bean or, um, there's another one that's really popular right now. I think it's like the dreamland baby sleep sack. Um, so I don't recommend those just because I try to stay in line with what the recommendations are. Um, now I will tell you guys, since, since you guys are our podcast listeners, I know you, uh, you know, you won't take this and run with it, but (laughs) personally speaking, if I had those weighted items, I, I wouldn't necessarily be worried to use them with my own children. Um, but again, just not something that I feel comfortable recommending to the masses because, because of the official recommendations from the AAP. So if you're using it, you know, do a little research. Um, and if you're comfortable with it, no shame, but if it makes you uncomfortable, or if you've been contemplating buying them, maybe just get something regular that's not weighted because they they'll work just as well. And, and sometimes I feel like the weighted objects can be a little gimmicky, you know, like, Oh, try this weighted sack and it's going to solve all your sleep problems. When in reality, we know there's a lot more that goes into it. There's not usually that quick fix that we are hoping for. Um, so that's, that's just another thought to keep in mind. If, if you're thinking about going that way. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to look out for Carrie Anna's Instagram this week when she'll be talking about these uh, type products and sleepwear. Um, And yeah, thank you so much for listening. We are so glad you joined us for the Sleep Talking Moms podcast today. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to grab a screenshot, share it in your stories and tag us at all the sleeps. See you next time.